What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain with the warrior poet project podcast a warrior himself sitting across from me steven twitch boss yeah Arr. there's some technical difficulties what's going on orlando oh yeah we got lights, lights. off now we got lights nice. on yeah yeah we didn't notice that but now we're ready yeah <laughs> so with the lights on here again with steven twitch boss one of my favorite athletes in general and an accomplished dancer i've been watching you for many years impressed with what you do and now we're going to find out the whys, the what makes you tick, the how you came up, awesome. the what you're bringing to the table. Love it. So we talked a little bit about, on, about this on the On It podcast, but I want to go a little deeper. Okay. There was at some point a decision where you said, you know what, I'm going to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. So, so talk us through that decision and what kind of was going through your head. Honestly, it's, it's one of those, uh, for me, hands down, was, it, it's just – it's something you feel when you when you connect with a, with a passion when you're when it's something that you're passionate about. You really don't have a choice in the, in the matter. You so know you just I mean? felt like that so was a part was, of yeah. As soon as I because dancing has always been a passion of mine before there was before I knew what passion was, and before I could express, hey, I'm I'm really passionate about this. I'd I'd like to pursue this. It was. It was the thing that always got me amped. It was, I mean, literally from watching Michael Jackson videos when I was five or six years old mm-hmm. to now seeing he was great nasty dance. Back oh my then. god, he was so nasty, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I and remember it, that. I remember dancing around trying to do that. Absolutely, shit. and I, I mean, I could, and this was like before you. But you realized, right? but you realized you were good at it. At some point, you were see all of us. We were watching Michael Jackson videos, <laughs> but then at some point, you were like, damn. I'm kind of good at this, right? You know what? Though? I don't know if 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 the the point where I was like, man, I'm pretty good, or is like, man, I, I'm I'm just gonna get good at this, like, because I don't, I don't want to do any, I don't want to do anything else, and nothing nothing else felt as good as dancing. Nothing else felt, yeah. that, nothing else felt that good. You know what I mean? So that was almost one of those things where you feel almost dance like chose you. Absolutely, you know, Definitely. like that was part of part of what you were Definitely. you were destined to. To be absolutely to be. because look because looking back on it is just the way that everything fell into place that the way the way that the opportunities um either presented themselves or i recognized the opportunities whichever ones that mm-hmm. it was whichever order it came in they 
they they were laid out and and I recognized them immediately how each step of the way was adding toward the path. So then from that point, though, there's still a lot that goes on because I think that moment happens for all of us. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. most of us end up kind of either ignoring it or not able to put in the work to make it happen. So there was probably pressure for you not to be a dancer. I mean, you're growing up in in Alabama. Absolutely. You know, and it probably not in a at least a technical dance community, Absolutely. right? That wasn't right. like socially reinforced. Of course. No, of course not. Absolutely. You know, so, so talk us about that. What was the kind of like, what were your homeboys saying? You know, like, were they supportive or did you get them people like, come on, man. Yeah, I had, I had both actually. Um, it, you know, one of the greatest things though, my, uh, my best friend, Robert, um, he was with me from the beginning. He was just like, okay, you want to dance? Then cool. Like I, I'm with you. You know, he, he was like, one of my only homies that came to the dance team tryouts, actually. Nice. You know what I mean? And, and it's crazy because there's in, in this dance team tryouts, I mind you, this is like a high school dance team, right? So I'm the only dude um, on, on the team full of girls, right? So one of the requirements on, on the tryouts was to, to, to do a toe touch, like a, to jump and do like a, a toe touch, right? So, like cheerleader style. Like cheerleader style, toe touch. Uh-huh. But I had been practicing them all week. And Rob, Rob, <laughs> No, I'm serious. And, and Robert was like, yo, that's good right there. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Because you knew they were coming? Or yeah, because yeah, I knew they were coming. Oh, yeah, I yeah. knew they were coming. So when the time came, there was nothing like, and I, I still remember this, this to this day, um, it was my time to do it. Like, And we had to do the tryouts mm-hmm. on stage in front of everybody that wanted to come and watch. And I remember going up, and I did, I did mine. And then when I landed, I heard Robert in the crowd go, like, I was like, yeah, like, I, was like, I was like, nailed that. Like, you know what I mean? Killed but that, that was like, that was the support that I had, man. Um, Robert was behind me. My bro- my younger brother, DeAndre, was behind me. Um, and, you know, my parents, it, t- it took a little, it took a little convincing just because they didn't know anything about a dance career or a dance path because we didn't really know any dancers you right know? so they, they didn't know where you could go or what you could do with it or you know can you go to college for that or what what are you going to do you know they didn't know those things mm-hmm. so it was um it, it, it was definitely it was definitely a process of course you have your guys it's like it's calling you ballerina and twinkle toes and all yeah, that you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? but what do you think is you know it's almost like that phenomenon of like gay bashing or something absolutely. like that it's like what about you dancing is threatening to people, not you in general. What is it about dancing that's threatening to people? Is it threatening their masculinity it's somehow? Yeah, it's threatening but their masculinity. Why? But what? Think, let's bore down. Let's figure out what that is. You know what I think it is? I think it's, it's, it's the misunderstood because you got, with me especially, it, it was just a misunderstanding because I was as big as the guy's that were mocking me. So it was never, it was never, a, it, the, and that was the funny thing is it was never a physical threat. It was always, it was always just right. kind of verbal because I was just as big as they were. I could have yeah. been on the football field or, or on the dance team. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was one of those things. So I think it's one of those things. It's like, well, wait, like you're, you're built like that, but you're going to dance though. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I don't, I, I just don't get it. So, what do you? What is? What does my boy think about? Oh, you think that's gay? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than think, thinking for yourself and being like, well, I guess that's pretty cool. Like he seems like a pretty cool guy. You know, you don't understand it. So then the first, the first whiff of of um, of any kind of opinion from somebody close to you 
you easily latch on to that. You know what I mean? It's like you, you don't understand mm-hmm. it, and then you hear somebody close to you say what they, say what they feel about it, and you go, oh, yeah, I can kind of understand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, yeah. and then that, that becomes its own thing, I think, especially in high school, because there's only a few in high school that can actually form their own opinion and roll with it, even if it's against everybody else. That's true. They you are they mean? are those leaders. You know, but at some point, you know, at, there came a, you know, you go back to the tribal setting, you mm-hmm. know, if you could, everybody was dancing, Absolutely. and it was like the the warriors, you know, coming home from victory. What did they do? They danced. They danced and they yeah. Probably fucked and Absolutely. whatever. But they they, they, they were dancing. And, that, and hey, even then, that's dancing too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then at some point, you know, it just became this thing. And I, I think, you know, as you know, part of my philosophy and why I call it warrior poet is the it's embracing the opposites. Right. You know, it's being able to be as masculine, as tough as any individual. As in, but when the time comes, you know, go to a ballet class and not and get the most out of it. You know, that is what being a warrior poet is. It's being to say, oh, fuck what what you think I should be. Exactly. You know, like I can be that and everything. You know, I mean, I'm actually literally a poet. And that's another thing that has a weird stigma. Oh, you write poetry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. you got it. You must, you must take it in the butt. Right, you like exactly. poetry. But right. see, but mis- no. totally misunderstood. It's because they don't do it. And right. for those that do write and appreciate poetry, they go, oh, that's, so, that's, that's really right. cool. And, and, and with that, they realize, because writing poetry is just another, it's another beautiful way of expressing yourself. You know what I mean? So totally. For those, so for those that, that not poetry... It's just like, well, okay, well, well, well maybe you know you that's know. a good point. Maybe, maybe what I think you know, maybe what it is is there's a vulnerability to dancing and there's a vulnerability to poetry. If it's gonna be good, it has to be coming and exposing oh, yeah, some part of yourself. You're actually putting yourself out there. You're putting, absolutely. you're making poetry with your body or your words or your emotions, absolutely. but you're allowing that to be touchable. And I think that scares the shit out of people. Oh, of course. So if they don't want to allow that to come out of themselves, mm-hmm. they got to bash it. Oh yeah. You know, they got to make it, they got to make it whatever, course, not cool. Course, and, exactly. uh, cause they're afraid of it. And you see that in everything. You see that from, you know, certain religious beliefs mm-hmm. to other socially enforced of course, things. Of course, man. But I think that that's probably it. People are afraid to drop their shields and have a genuine expression. Absolutely, man. And I mean, and I and I and with that, I I understand the challenge, but then I also under I understand the benefits of it too, though. You know, you, you prosper a lot more expressing yourself than not. You know what I mean? And and, and, and allowing those uh, those emotions to come through. It is it, there. There are certain struggles I have with that sometimes, but it's but and and I understand it. But to completely block it, that's what I that's what I don't get. Yeah, you know what I mean, I always felt like either. Every human being has some affinity to either make the music or dance to the music. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, like I, that, I mean, yeah. I think one, one, one way or the other, there's the music makers, and sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like that's kind of a, it's ingrained in our DNA somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, as human beings, as this species of monkey on this flying rock, right. you right. know, this primate, right. that's part of us, dancing, like mm-hmm. hearing that beat. Because you see it in every single culture. There's not a single one exactly. that doesn't have dance as yeah. part of it. Because and it, and then this is this is a beautiful thing too. It's just like even with um, with children, like uh, with little babies, right? Before they before they know about anything that's cool and what's acceptable and stuff like that, when they hear music, they dance. Yeah, naturally. Right. When they hear music, they da- they dance naturally. All of them. Right. Uh, all of them do. 
You know what I mean? And and it's not until later, until until conditioning, that, that that's either patted down or brought up. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So it's just, and and that that goes across the board. I feel like almost with everything. So you it it, it makes you wonder sometimes. And this is something that I always wondered about too. Um, being from where I am from, I feel like there's so much untapped talent there because everything is, is so subdued because it's not culturally acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For, for, for males to be, to be an artist rather than just a straight athlete or either just being an artist while you're being an athlete not really acceptable yeah you're you're supposed to be one or the other exactly you know and that's why i I point to some historical figures you know probably things that you might not even be aware of yourself is you've heard of the philosopher socrates right of course so what you probably haven't heard is that he was one of the toughest warriors in the greek army like there's tales of his heroism and bravery that are incredible like remarkable he was a tough motherfucker he'd cut his cut his beard with his sword Right. And he was out on campaign till he was like 45 years old. Right, right. And there's stories he had a, um, well, it was a young lover, actually. It was this Alcibiades, uh, was a great warrior himself. And he, you know, got a little overzealous and forged out ahead of the line because they fought in phalanx in, in different right. formations. Right. Got out ahead of the line. The enemy army overtook him mm-hmm. and surrounded him mm-hmm. and took his sword. He lost his sword and he was battling there. And there comes Socrates, like hurling out of the formation, jumps up, shields him, and fights people off until his whole line, you know, for like however many minutes, till his whole line could catch up. Right. So, you know, you have these examples of this the great philosopher is also the great warrior. Exactly. Miyamoto Masashi, who is um, the, the great samurai duelist, mm-hmm. you know, he mm-hmm. won, I don't know how many sword duels to right. the death, right. but was also a great painter and a great calligrapher right. and a great. Exactly. You know, writer, of course. And I think we've lost that kind of dynamic Absolutely. of being able to be everything. So, with, yeah. So with that being said, and this is, this is actually a question for you. Do you feel it? Do you feel like that um, it, is, it is actually ingrained in all of us to be great at many things rather than one? It really, it really Absolutely. Is. You know, I think one of my favorite quotes is from Cyrano. And he says, I was once troubled by all the many paths that I could take. So I decided to be admirable at everything. Right. You know, and so like, do it, do yeah. it all. You know, you don't have to be one or the other. Right. Right. You know, you can you can experience all that. And that's look, we're here to enjoy life, exactly. to get the most out of it. Right. I mean, the feelings that you must get through dancing, you know, and, and even I get look, I'm not any great dancer, you know, but I'll, I'll feel it like right. occasionally, right. you know, like yeah. Yeah. even probably saw a glimpse of it last night where you just I'll lock in and it'll exactly. be so yeah, you just man. feel that rush, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's really unique to dancing and. People are just missing out on that. They're just skipping that whole category. Oh, yeah. And they know that when they know they want to. That's the thing. Right. right. When you know that you want to. Yeah. You know, and, it, and that's the, that is something to be said for that, too, is just like when you get when you finally give in to that feeling, it's it, it's incredible. You know, what I mean, it, it, the feeling is there. So just I just act upon it. You know? Yeah. And I can look, I can sympathize with being a little bit self-conscious because truthfully, you know, we get out and we had a few drinks, which helps. But right. we were out to this, we were out to this <laughs> empty ass club, right. you know, and it's just pretty good music. Right. But no, just nothing else there. Right. And we're here with two professional dancers. You know, we dance all the time. <laughs> we dance our asses off. But at the start, I'm looking at Whitney and I'm going. Are we really going to do this right now? Are we going <laughs> to dance in front of these guys? And and then, you know, so we start moving a little bit, like just kind of keeping it easy. But when we really started having fun is when we were just like, fuck it. Exactly. You know, let's yeah. just let's just go for it, yeah, move and do course. it. You know, and I think 
everybody pushing themselves through past that point, mm -hmm. they're going to get a lot more out of their life, yeah. a lot more out of their parties. Oh, yeah. They're going to really enjoy themselves. It's going it, to, it'll be what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, just one hundred percent fun. Yeah, but but to to have fun, you just you got to sometimes you got to not think about it so much. Sometimes sometimes the the um, I don't know that the the apprehensions really take away from the fun. If you, you if you sit back, it t it kind of it'll takes build away on itself yeah, too. Exactly. You know, the more you sit back, the more pressure is going to mount oh, for you yeah. to start. Because oh, yeah. then you start thinking, well, I haven't danced for the last thirty minutes. Now exactly. if I start now, everybody's really going to look weird. at me. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So just. Just do it. Just yeah. jump in. Oh, yeah. You know what I've always found is like by the time, and and I was I was a little shy at certain situations too, you know. And I would I always ended up doing it, but I always knew that once I got the first sweat, mm -hmm. like once that first drop of sweat hit my head from dancing, right. I was not going to worry about a thing. Oh, not at all. After that, like not you get to that point, you know, <laughs> you are no longer <laughs> self conscious, and it's it's just ready to go. Same. It's actually the same in in sparring or sports, you know, all yeah. those nerves, any kind of that anxiety, the minute you're actually, your body's working hard enough to yeah. sweat. Absolutely. You know, you're going to be good. So there. just, just dive in. Just do it, man. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. That's the, that's the hard thing though. And, and I'd like to say it's enough to, um, to lead by example, but there's one, there's just one, there's one more, uh, I feel like there's one more step that, that's, um, that's still, still a bit of an unknown. I don't know if it's the, if it's the, if it's the same for you, you know, because you, we as much as we can talk as much as we can talk about it, you know what I mean, and then even go do it if, if we go go out, you know, and, and mm -hmm. just start dancing, and having a good time, or whatever we're doing, just start having a good time. There's still this one missing extra step, a little bit, um, whether that be uh, coming from reassurance, ver uh, verbal. Mm -hmm. reassurance and affirmation that everything's okay to just have a good time and do, mm -hmm. you know but I, I feel like there's still one more step or one more prod that you have to do to get people to get, to go okay all right all right let yeah, you know yeah. let, so let what loose. is that what is that um, one final step you know i think it's i think it's different for different individuals some people some people need to hear some people need to hear that it's okay that, that it's yeah. like, you know that it's all right and then i think for some people that they just they need the pressure to be taken off of them, you know, because there, there's some where it's like, like say it's it's you and I, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to uh, to to cannonball into a pool. I can I can do it myself, and then turn around and say, come on, come on, like come on and do it, dude. It's gonna be fun, and then that could be your trigger, or I could just do it and and then go like, come on, dude. And then go about my day, and that could be enough for you because all the pressure's taken off. Yeah, you. I, we're not, I'm, not, we're not I'm not turning around, looking at you, and waiting for you to do it. Right. I gotta just say, hey, dude, it's fun, and, and, just, and, go, yeah, and just go just about make your a, thing. Not and make you, a big deal. About and it's it. not a big deal, exactly. So you're like, okay, it's it, it's not a big deal. Let's just let's just go, you know. And we'll talk about it after I do it, whatever, mm -hmm. you know. So I think it's it's different for different individuals. Yeah, right? I agree. You know, I agree. And and, and people, you know. For me, not dancing would be like going through your whole life and looking at fruit and being like, eh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to my deathbed and never taste what an right. apple tastes exactly. like or a banana exactly. or something like It's It's a, something that's part of life, like an opportunity. Oh, yeah. To, to do it and that's and look that's what you know my message is all about let's get the most out of this Absolutely. existence you know Absolutely. why else are we here exactly. so i think that's important so what else you know what has been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face both in your professional and and personal career um honestly it's uh one of the one of the big the biggest challenges is just to stay uh just to stay very focused on 
on the bigger picture that I'm working towards or what, what I'd like uh, for my life and not necessarily on every circumstance that's going on. Not the, One of the biggest challenges is not letting the circumstance dictate my vision. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so no matter what's happening, I can't let it, I can't let it dull down the lights on where I'd like to take it, where I'd like to take my life. So, you know, you know and it's phrased another way is staying true to your intent, Absolutely. keeping that higher picture in your head of where ultimately you wanted to go, exactly. realizing that there's going to be meandering pathways oh, along yeah. the way. You exactly. know, sometimes you're going to be walking backwards and sometimes you're going to go into the side. Exactly. But exactly. eventually that's going to be the exactly. path. And all of there. that, all of that, even, even the challenge through all that, you're going to gain something from that challenge that's going to help you with your footing on the way back up to the top. You know what I'm saying? So it's um, that it, it instill, it's still a constant challenge. So even saying that to myself now doesn't mean that I always have it every day. Sometimes, sometimes there are days when I, when I, when I sit back and I'm, I want, I'm wondering what the next step's going to be and what, you know, what I'm doing and, and things like that. But um, yeah, we all have those know, moments. That's just being know, human. Exactly. You know, exactly. those moments of, reflection and time taking time to get some clarity and be like all right what's the plan here right you know what are we doing with ourselves but to dwell in it and uh and and not use that dwelling to your advantage is is sure do you have any uh do you have any meditation practice that you do you know what as far as meditation goes i I have like a breathing practice literally just the the most basic meditation practice there is Mm -hmm. which is which is just concentrating on your breath Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about um for me it's it's hard for me to keep uh to silence my mind down it it's it's really really hard so right now i'm still at the point of just focusing on my breath and that and that's just not meaning like making sure i'm breathing of course i'm breathing but just breathing in and breathing out and you know we i was breathing in and breathing i hear out. you and I, I was talking to somebody who went to a meditation retreat with that same um philosophy and their goal was to count their breaths and then count how many breaths they could breathe without having a single other thought right enter their mind right and like most people couldn't get past five if they were being uh-huh. honest no, no, yeah. not at all. It's it's the mind is a it's it's a it's a beautiful and it's a super tricky thing because it's so aware of everything, mm-hmm. and you have an opinion about everything, <laughs> even if you don't want to. You know, the mind doesn't shut up. It's like a useful tool. It's like oh, having yeah. it's like a, having a computer at right. your disposal, right. except you can't close the lid ever, ever. <laughs> you know, it's always right. on and exactly. it's always calculating and it's exactly. always telling, it's playing YouTube clips for you when you don't even exactly. want it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Shut right. the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you playing, playing this? songs? Yeah. Thinking about song lyrics. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like a computer with its own brain. Yeah. I think that's, you know, and people struggle with that. And that's one of the reasons for meditation. And for me, you know, I go farther. I have to use even heavier methods. You know, I'm a believer. I'll go to you know, native cultures and go through their sacrament, their spiritual practices mm-hmm. and, you know, take ayahuasca, for example, or something mm-hmm. like that. Something that'll really shut off that portion of my mind for a minute so right. I can really get right. properly aligned because exactly. it is a, it is a beast. It's tough. Cause I mean, you think, I mean, think about all the things that, um, I mean, you know, for those that are, that are listening to or watching this, you know, think about all the things that you're thinking about as you're watching or listening to this, even sure. the things that I'm thinking about, now, as I'm talking to you, there are things going on now. You know what I mean? It's but just when you a, dance, I bet it all goes away. Oh, it all, it's, uh, yeah, it's and all. that's one of the cool things yeah. about being in a activity where you're engaging your body. Absolutely. At that. Absolutely. And that's the, that, that is the zone. 
nothing. It's and it's, how um, nice is that feeling yeah. when you got no other thoughts? It's no in mind, that. you know. The no mind, no, no mind, no mind at all. And it's it's the greatest greatest thing to come out and and not worry about and not worry about what just happened. It's just because you it, you felt good doing it and you were just. You were just doing what felt natural. So mm-hmm. when you finish, you're not worried about, oh, well, how, yo, how was that? How was that? Yeah. Was, that good? was that whack? What was that? Like, right. You know what I mean? There, there have been sometimes when I come out of the circle and I ask one of my boys, like, yo, was that whack? Was that, how was that? like, you know, because I was in and out of the thing. I was. I you was, were thinking I was about it. As you do, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's trying to do these things, you know. And it's it's that that's the challenge, you know. Especially I think um, with uh, when it comes to artistically expressing yourself um, in front of others when you have gotten that reassurance that what you're doing is really good. Yeah. And then there are moments when you don't get that reassurance. So, you know what <laughs> I mean? you used to everybody going, damn, that was <laughs> sick. Like, yeah. You know, there's, there's, the, there's the O factor is what it is. It's circle. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so it, that, that feels incredible, you know. And then there's sometimes when Nobody goes. Oh, so it's like if you're not, <laughs> if you're not if you're not zoning out, you're thinking like, okay, like I'm probably in this a little soon too, <laughs> because I might be a little whack right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how you get conditioned to certain things. Where oh, yeah. some people, if they got any O, it would be like, oh, the yeah. highlight of the highlight. But you get calibrated oh, to yeah. a certain to oh, a yeah. certain reaction. That's funny. You know? It's a good point. But yeah, going back to just. You know, using your physicality to quiet the mind. I mean, whether it's yoga, whether for me it was always basketball. You know, when I'm really? when I'm playing hoop, mm-hmm. you know, I could just not think about anything else. It's just reactions. It's constant split second reactions mm-hmm. to the game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's times when you're in the zone and the ball basket looks like it's ten feet wide. That's a cool feeling. It's separate. But even just playing, you right. know, where you just you're just mixing it up. You're in the flow. You know, Absolutely. and I can just shut my mind off of for a while. Just of give course. it a little break. Yeah. And and that's that's key, you know. So being able to get your body in the kind of shape that you can do something like that absolutely is important, of course. And and just awesome to have, like, you know, to have a release like that. Do you still play ball? Like you still play ball? A little bit. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm having a I lost my game. We had a game that I was playing in pretty regularly and uh, uh, we lost the gym. So I haven't been able to get one back, uh, but uh, um I'm still always doing something, yeah. whether it's racquetball, MMA. A lot of things can be a surrogate. Tennis. Right. Golf is okay. the only mind fuck where you're constantly thinking about <laughs> shit. Like, I mean, I guess some of those guys are in the zone occasionally, but yeah. golf allows so much space for thinking. Yeah, exactly. You know, which is an exercise in itself. Right. You're like trying to master your mind. Exactly. And just be in the flow of golf. Right. But that's a challenging one to do. Tennis is hard, too. Because you got all those in between the points, and you're absolutely a lot yeah. of opportunity to get too much mind in there. Yeah, you know, we just I just went to a retreat with this guy Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote the book The Four, Four Agreements. Agreements. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right yeah. on. So, you know, he talks about some of the behavior of the mind, like we're mentioning, mm-hmm. as he calls it, the parasite. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and the parasite is addicted to a lot of things. It's addicted to thinking, first of right, all, of and course. it's a lot of times it's addicted to suffering too. Absolutely. It's addicted to different attributes that are not helpful right. for ourselves. Right. So a lot of what, you know, his teaching is is to, you know, learn to recognize, be aware, become aware. Mm-hmm. Awareness is the first key. Oh, yeah. Become aware when there's some aspect of your mind that is jabbering away at something, either causing you fear, causing you jealousy, Absolutely. causing you anger, causing Absolutely. you distraction, and just say, hey, parasite, 
Yeah. Right. Settle the fuck Calm down. down. Calm yeah. down. Let's yeah. let the big boys run the show for exactly. a little while and yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. And um, you know, and that's that being unified with your higher self, which I think is is where we want to go. But all too often that mind that we ramp up to help us do these right. tasks, that computer right. that we turn on all the time gets out of control. Absolutely. And that it's funny that um that's one of the first that's actually one of the first books uh, I ever completed by myself that wasn't like a required reading, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I forget how I even stumbled upon the four agreements, but um I read it the first time I picked it up, read it the whole way, way through. through. You know, it, and truth it truth just, sounds a little different when you read it. And that's one of the things about his philosophy is you know it's yeah. true. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're like, "Oh, this is correct. That makes <laughs> that makes so sense. Much sense. Yeah, exactly. And that that was uh, yeah, it, incredible. And then a- after that, um, I actually read The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. So to, re- to read Tolle. those, yeah, absolutely. To read those in that order was it was it was perfect for me. However that worked out, whatever that was, it was perfect for me because um, I feel like the Four Agreements kind of got me ready, got me in the proper mm-hmm. mindset to read the power of now because i feel like if i would have tried to do it in the, in in the reverse order um the power i don't think my mind would have been ready for the power of now and 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 what it would have meant to uh to be present sure. and, and and to silence the mind and things like that uh, i don't think i, I don't you think would have been ready, ready yeah for it, well know? things happen for a reason exactly. exactly yeah how good are you now do you think practicing the power of now that's a challenging you know, thing to do challenging being thing. present and I'll tell you this: that, that I'm, um, I'm, I'm excellent at 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 challenging the challenge. It's it's mm-hmm. it's rare times that I'm complete that I'm just completely unaware of what's happening up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to say that I don't. I don't have times where it just it does it goes off. The key thing, thing is the awareness: you know, awareness exactly. of when you're present and Absolutely. awareness of when you're not. And I'm, I'm, I'm I'd like to say I'm not 100 percent right, but I, I I try my best at 100 yeah. percent all the time. There's some other cool books that uh, you know Don Miguel Ruiz. He wrote one called The Mastery of Love, which not is really. I uh, think his masterwork. I think it's one of the best books ever written uh-huh. and you should definitely check that out but it was cool to actually be there with him and hear kind of some of his stories i'll tell one story here uh-huh. um you know basically he teaches the mastery of your emotions mm-hmm. and not you know putting your emotional poison on anybody else right. you know and allowing yourself to choose what reality choose how your dream of life is going to go right. and not let your mind the parasite or other people expectations Absolutely. society right. dictate that right. dream for you right. And so he has a story where he suffered a heart attack mm-hmm. and uh, he suffers a heart attack and his son comes in and he's obviously taught his son his teachings. His son, Jose, comes into the hospital and he's all emotional because mm-hmm. his dad has been uh, this powerful figure his whole life, is sick in his hospital bed. He's got tubes in him. He's barely, seemingly barely conscious and right, he breaks right. down. He goes, oh, Papa, 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 oh, and he starts crying and, and then Don Miguel Ruiz sits up in his chair. He goes... Is this the way you celebrate the death of your father? Go fix yourself. And kicks him out of the room. <laughs> I mean, how, how amazing is that story? <laughs> Whoa. What? <laughs> but for him, that's, you know, everything he's teaching to the very end. You know, he thought he was going to die. He actually ended up getting a heart transplant at the last minute. But he thought he was going to die at that moment. And even to the bitter end. You know, he was going to make sure that his son, his legacy, you know, understood the final lesson. Wow. You know, I mean, the, the guy is, he really lives and breathes it. You know, That's the, the, amazing. It is. It's a, it was a cool story to hear that, 
hear that coming out of him. But he's a he's a real master. That whole wow. Toltec philosophy has been yeah. key for me. I mean, it, you saw it in the in the Warrior video that yeah, I just played course, for you. I mean, course. Castaneda, um, you know, had another different different teachers. And and by the way, you know, I, have you are you familiar with Carlos Castaneda? Have you not, read anything? No. Uh-uh. A lot of kind of the the philosophy that I was showing you in the video, but still Toltec wisdom. And uh, it was cool to hear them vindicate kind of his teachings as well uh, because they they had it figured out that's awesome they had it pretty close so would you would you say that you are uh you're you're pretty 100 percent on the uh the, the consciousness now man i'm closer than ever you yeah. never you're never 100 percent. you know i mean it's always it's always a lesson i just realized you know recently how much i still have to go you know i've mm-hmm. been on this journey of awareness and consciousness and knowledge and I'll just get hit with something and be like, I really don't know shit yet. Right. You know, right. and I'll constantly have those revelations. But at the same time, I can chart a course where I know that I'm learning things. And there were some definite breakthroughs this weekend, just right. kind of absorbing what a real master like that is saying. There's, there's not that, not too many of them left. Oh, yeah. I know. There's a, there's a few of them. So yeah. that, was, uh, that was cool to see. So you have to give you that book. Well, Stephen, that was... Uh, Excellent to have you on this podcast, man. We'll have to do it again, brother. And uh, yeah, man, just um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep inspiring people through your art. And uh, we'll keep forging ahead and uh, make sure Onnit is fueling our bodies and minds so we can deliver the message as effectively as possible. Effectively as possible, man. That's what it's all about. Done and done. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back again next week. And uh, keep it going strong. Much love. Peace.